the Wombat Radio interview for Richard and Melinda. Okay, and this is Melinda's recording for the Wombat Radio interview for Richard and Melinda. Yeah. Okay, let's start off. Hey, Richard, so what are you actually going to do for March Dance? In March Dance, I am performing in a work that I've had a hand in producing. It's called Recital, and it's uh, a work for two performers, myself and a percussionist called Claire Edwards. It's being directed by Gideon Abizanek, and um, it's got original sound by Claire Edwards and DJ extraordinaire Paul Mack. Wow. And we've got a great uh, lighting design by Bosco Shaw as well. So I'm very excited to be performing something that is, you know, my first sort of mm, work that I've initiated myself. Mm. And um, even though I haven't really created it, um, I've had a big hand in its... In its um, in its creation. Yeah, its inception. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Cool. So it sounds like maybe one of the first projects that you feel like your voice as an artist might be heard or your desires as an artist. Absolutely. But you've got some great collaborators on board. Yeah, we've, we've had a really great team and um, it is, for me, the beginning of what what I see as yeah my, my journey as, as an independent artist. Mm. Which is coming quite late for, for you know, I'm in my 30s now oh. and, um, and I've danced for a lot of dance companies mm. for around the country and internationally, but this is my first time really sort of initiating something where it's what I want to do. That must be really nice. Yeah, it's exciting. It's yeah. scary. It's mm. actually quite scary. Yeah. yeah. And hey, when's it on? Uh, we open on Feb 28, yeah. March 1st and March 2nd. At the Lennox in Riverside oh, Theatre. Really? Yeah, cool. through Form Dance Projects. Cool, I'm going to come and see it. Yes, yeah, come along. I just work opposite the road from the Riverside Theatre. Great, yeah. one more ticket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, and um, in a larger sense, I um, what am I doing? I'm <laughs> still performing. Yeah. That's really important to me, and it will continue to be um, performing for quite a few choreographers. I'm teaching, that's really important to me as well. Mm. I teach counter technique. And um, I'm also living and enjoying living in Sydney Mm. um, and trying to strike a great balance between working and not working Mm. or or living and working and finding the way that that all fits together as a freelancer. Yeah. Mm. Have you lived here all your life? No, I'm from Perth and I moved to Sydney in 2009 and I've had a few little escapes away but it keeps drawing me back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think this is really home. Yeah, yeah. I'm a bit similar to you as well. Mm. Like I, was, I grew up here, born here, tried to move away but <laughs> just nice. Never really happened. Yeah. 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 Um, so for March Dance, I am the program facilitator for a workshop series called The Right Foot. So it's a program run by Dirty Feet, and it's our community outreach program that looks at dance um, inclusivity. So creating workshop environments where people can learn dance technique together, but you might all identify with a different level of ability. Perhaps you may even identify with a disability as well. And so we do run this program every year. 
It's been running since 2011 from memory and I came on board in 2014. And as the program manager, um, my job is to find artists to facilitate the workshop, artists with and without disability, that can then create a really nice safe environment for artists of all abilities to learn from each other and together in the one space. So normally our program is like a five to six week um, De uh, sorry, five to six days workshop. We would meet every Saturday for five or six weeks and then we would share something with them. Um, we call it like an informal presentation with family and friends. We started sharing at the Lennox Theatre as of last year, so it was really great to put our performance techniques that we learn in the studio to practice in a theatre. So for March Dance, we're going to do a one-off workshop. It's a great way for us to reconnect with our artists that we um, work with each year, but also to get new people on board for them to see what the right foot is about and to see what the inclusive dance practice is about and how they uh, how everyone can kind of get involved as well. So we will be at the Redfern Town Hall in March. What's really great is it's free for everybody. It's a, it's a full day of moving together. Our program normally or our day normally starts off with a warm-up. It will have theatre and movement tasks in that warm-up. Then we'll look at developing some techniques together or practising our techniques, a lot of contemporary floor work, locomoting through the space. But um, looking at how you use imagery to channel some of those techniques and develop your techniques. So some of it is task-based or scored-based and others is just um, movement for movement's sake and moving together in an aerobic kind of way. And then we always have a lovely 30-minute social break together. We share fruit, we share stories, we share things about our practice. And then following that in the afternoon, we do an hour and 15, hour and 20 minutes of creative practice together. We will work on movement scores, imagery techniques, and we create almost like a soundscape, a moving scape in the room. Um, we won't be sharing it with anyone this time but I think it's really nice that we'll be sharing it with each other and so the facilitators um, for this particular workshop is one artist called Chris Bunton he's been working with Dirty Feet um, and the Right Foot program in particular for since as long as I've been here 2014 he was a participant prior to um, being employed as a facilitator mm. he has his own practice in acting He's got a couple of great films coming out at the moment, but one of my favourite films of him is called Down Under. It's a black comedy, an Australian black comedy based on the Cronulla riots. You should watch it. It's very ah, good. Cool. Uh, he's got a great sense of comedic timing, but um, can also do great serious characters as well. And Chris has a passion for um, guiding people in finding their own movement style. So he has a very kind of method a methodological no methodical way of um yeah helping people um find a, a set movement score but their own style within it yeah, right. yeah and the other artist is ellie evangelista she is um an artist who studied at whopper i don't know if you ever met her there yes, I yeah think we yeah, and she hails from Perth as well. That's right. Living in Sydney now. Steps dances. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And she has been with the right foot for maybe three or four years. She's a dirty feet um, marketing communications um, staff member as well. And Ellie has her own practice in the integrated dance scene. She has started to learn Auslan. She um, is seeking roles in arts accessibility and administration roles and ensuring festivals and um, art in general is accessible to anybody. Mm. 
and then I will also be involved in the program and my job is to kind of pull together some of our technique exercises, the progressions of them, and to give everyone um, a quick snapshot of the kinds of things that we do at the right foot and the kind of things that you can achieve by dancing and moving with like-minded people. So it sounds to me like it's going to be a really fantastic day for anyone who's interested in finding interesting ways to move or be or perform. Yeah. And um, no matter their skill level or ability level, yeah. I want to come. Yeah. What's well, the come. It's on the 16th of March. It's at the Redfern Town Hall. Oh, amazing. So it's at 10 o'clock. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, we want anyone to come, so. Oh, we'd love to. Yeah. And there's a bit of an age guideline in our marketing, but really anyone... Anyone that wants to move, we'll welcome you. Fantastic. Yeah. Oh, that's great. So, what do you hope um, sharing this new work with audiences, with the Sydney audience, is going to achieve, or um, what do you hope in terms of the direction that it might send you and your current practice? Well, uh, I hope that this work, first of all, I hope, I hope it's good. I think it's good. I think it's good. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, uh, I hope it get. I hope it has a long life. Mm. This is, and we're really excited. It's been three years in the making of of applying for for different grants and having developed many stages of development, mm. and um, there's been a long journey, and we're finally here. It would be a shame if it didn't go any further. Yeah. I think it, and and we we'd, we'd hope to, we'd hope to share this work with more places so mm. up straight after um form uh in Parramatta, we're going to be performing it at dance massive oh, in melbourne yeah. so that's really exciting as well mm. and we have you know we we really hope that it'll be a great platform for both of us as performers and that we will get to share it you know far and wide mm. that's great like going from one festival to the next Fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and yeah, that's right. With with March Dance, we d- we didn't know we we were already doing it, yeah. and now we found out. You know, and then we've been added to March Dance. <laughs> it's really exciting. Um, yeah, it's it's really ama- it's really amazing. And it's really exciting, and I hope it does go a long way. And I hope that it means that more works like this are get made for the two of us, and for for me as a as a as a model of like engaging with a choreographer to make a work mm. for me as a performer, I yeah. think I, I, I think it's a model that works. Mm. And doing the a lot of the administrative side has been a has been it's the first time that I've really done something like this, and it's been challenging. But mm. I've been around um, Claire, who's the artistic director of Ensemble Offspring, yeah. and um, our producer Aaron Milne um, in Melbourne, mm. who you know, massively adept at doing this. So um, I hope the skills that I've gained in doing this will be applicable further down the track. Mm. Yeah. Sounds like it will be. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, enjoy Dance Massive. Have yeah. you performed there before? Never. Mm. <coughs> I'm actually doing two works in Dance Massive. Oh. Yeah, this mm. one and one for Chunky Move as well. Could be a good baptism. <laughs> yeah. Of fire. Yeah. <laughs> so you'll be performing for the whole two weeks. Yeah. Yes, yeah. First week with Chunky and then the second week oh. our own show, Recital. Oh, that would be great. Yeah. It's really nice energy there. Yeah. 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 Um, and uh, how about you? What do you hope to achieve? I suppose I kind of right touched on this a little bit, but yeah, just to encourage all bodies 
to move and to move together and to, um, yeah, not be afraid of not looking, this, of, of everyone being the same or feeling the same or looking the same, mm. but just to experience movement in its true form. Um, we have, we had a, um, an artist in integrated practice, Sarah Vine Vasalo, help us establish our program and one of her things that she talks about is that um, your 100% is different every day. Mm. And whatever your 100%, only you know what that is. And so whatever we see, for example, on March 16th in the room together, it's probably something we're going to that's going to be totally different the next time we all meet together. Mm-hmm. So to introduce that to new audiences and new people. And then in turn, um, obviously encourage more people to come to our program at the end of the year where we do have our six-day thing. But to keep, in essence, because we only see our artists once a year, normally towards the end of the year, to kind of keep fueling them a little bit earlier on in the year. Yeah, yeah we'd love to do more things with them. Mm. It's a time and a funding thing that stops us from doing that. And often there aren't a lot of programs like The Right Foot where people can get together on a regular basis, develop skills together, develop um, relationships, develop a common understanding of language, especially in the integrated dancing. Yeah. yeah, They're quite sporadic. So we love that we can do it every year, but to be able to connect with our artists earlier on in the year, sit, check in, see where they are, see what kind of other projects they've got coming up and then we'll be able to meet up with them again in October. Yeah, and that continuity is really important, mm. hey? Have mm. you seen that, that benefit from that in the past? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we the amount of people that return to the right foot is quite high yeah, and cool. so we've been able to develop our exercises to progress each year. Oh. Um, yeah, it's nice. Yeah, cool. Nice to see the friendships as well. So you've spoken a little bit about... Um, the behind-the-scenes stuff that you've had to get involved with. Could you tell us a little bit more about how you are doing this yeah. this new great work? What so, is this process? <clears throat> uh, basically, the, this work is... Uh, oh, the, hmm, how would I put this? It's a, it's a work for two people who are one, uh, one dancer and one percussionist. There's a... There's a there's a hint of that. Basically, they. I'm going to start again. Yeah, do it. Sorry, Matt. You can edit this out. <laughs> um, we're two. We're two performers, and we're undertaking a dance and music recital, in the daggiest sense of of <laughs> terms. Um, and what begins as something that is just a plain, plain old recital or investigation into movement and music. Something the relationship between the two performers starts to emerge in a way that's a little bit disturbing. There's an element of competition mm. and there's an element of rivalry and a strange tension between these two performers and these two art forms. Mm. Almost like they're this um, weird brother and sister act that have been raised outside of society yeah. and they, um, they they think this is normal. Like, mm. like there's, there's some some unexpected things that start happening during the show mm. that might not normally be seen in a musical dance recital that they believe are part of part of this thing. Mm. And I think the effect by the end is that you really start to understand through these two quite virtuosic performances the connection between movement and music. Mm. 
mm. and their interrelationship and their reliance. And there is, you know, at times there's a tension there and there's a fraught nature to, you know, people say that dance can't exist without music mm. or that you should dance to music or, or we investigate that in a bit of a, in a bit of a tongue-in-cheek way, I yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah. And how has that been playing with those concepts in the studio, like those power shifts? Oh, it's definitely there's, it's definitely played out in a very real way because yeah. uh, <laughs> we have very different ways of working and very different, mm, very different methods of of, of understanding uh, how to do things. So a skill that one of us has that the other one absolutely doesn't have is <laughs> we're, we're just left at. Uh, it's been it's been a great negotiation, I think, because, um, like, for example. Claire is Claire is such an amazing musician. She doesn't need to practice ever, and uh, I need to practice <laughs> a lot in order to do the things that I need to do. So um, and so that those differences in in also like in my my ability to understand the complex mu- my inability to understand the complex musicalities of what she's able to create these phases of polyrhythms and and things like that. Uh, there's there's such a difference there. So there's been a huge skill exchange, I think, mm. and um, and it's meant that the the outcome or the, the the resulting work really takes off. And by the end, we go somewhere like really unexpected and really yeah. quite ecstatic. I think. Wow. Yeah. Sounds really engaging, especially as an artist, to be involved in that process and to see how it plays out and to consciously make choices in that space but to also be just be taken over by what happens as well and be surprised at where you arrive at the end yeah and in that way you wonder like we talk about what what does it mean to collaborate or are we are we sharing our practice are we doing our things next to each other mm. how do they interrelate do we just do we resolve to connect or do we resolve to disconnect mm. and that's a it's a it's a space that can um, provide a metaphor for a lot of ways and like how yeah. society relates to each other these mm. days. And um, yeah, and when we come across the foreign or the unknown, absolutely, yeah. And when we choose to engage and when we choose to disengage. Yeah, and there's this weird sort of codependence that sort of, <laughs> sort of starts to this this shadow of in, you know reliance on each other mm. that that is is a little bit uh, <laughs> a little bit dark, yeah. I think that comes out as well mm. yeah um and how uh okay w- could you tell me a little bit more about how the right foot is going to happen yeah so i suppose my job between now and the workshop is to look back at some of the tasks that we've done but more importantly more importantly, look back at the feedback from our participants. So after each workshop, we do quite a, um, a rigorous feedback process. And each year there are, there are simple questions that ask you to reflect on which tasks you connected with the most, which did you find most challenging, what do you want to do again, what do you want to see more of. And so to take a sample of all those things, look at the participants that are coming, think about new participants that have never done dance with us before and what do I want them to get from it, what would Chris want them to get from it, what would Ellie want them to get from it and then slowly piece together the jigsaw puzzle of the task that we'll do. We'll start off um, the day with a warm-up that's quite um, gestural in nature and is about 
um, slowly introducing people to this new environment of integrated practice. We'll do some tasks where we get to know each other and also get to know our own bodies and the way that we're going to move today. As I mentioned before, there's this whole um, notion that we like to work with of working at your 100% for the day. And that so that's almost like each time you come into the studio, you have to reintroduce yourself to your body. Yeah, your today to body. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then we'll sh- shift our focus to a bit more of a rigorous practice with some set technique exercises. It will um, include some floor work, some use of uh, different aids like walls and chairs so that people can uh, modify movement to suit their body and where it's at for the day. Travelling down the space using different images to achieve that. Um, we'll then break for our lunch. As I mentioned, that's my favourite part of the day. We always bring <laughs> fruit to share. And then we'll get together in the afternoon and create more of a um, compositional movement score together based on an idea, based on the stimulus. We work a lot with the idea of connections and how we connect with people around us but also how we connect with the space around us. Mm. And, yeah, it will be highly improvised towards the end of the day, which is really lovely to see everyone respond in there own natural way and I actually really love participating in it like it's yeah obviously I'm there to facilitate but um a lot of the artists are quite independent themselves and they're making their own choices so once you start to set off those different movement scores and images and ideas that you're working with it's just like a big free-for-all play together and we're creating art live in the space oh fantastic yeah yeah, I'm really looking forward to it and how do you think it's changed over the years what direction do you think it's taken Mm. I mean, we're definitely each year being able to feel, facilitate more disability-led practice. Chris, as, an, as a participant, all the way back when the program started, slowly working his way into the artist support role and then last year stepping up into more of a facilitator role. Um, so I suppose because we've been running the program for such a large or a significant amount of time, and it's still young, um, we're starting to see the cohort's level of skill keep improving each year and being able to challenge them in in new ways, in different ways, which is also challenging for us as well. Mm, Yeah, yeah. How can we take what we know and shift it and keep building on it? And whilst being open to new people coming into the space, to being open to where we are on that particular day, how our bodies are on that particular day. Mm. So it's almost teaching people how to to push themselves, to extend themselves. Yeah within a model that everyone can also participate in. And that sounds like in turn it's extending you Mm. to continue to provide experiences that are extending a wider Mm. group of people. It's very responsive and the facilitators um, do constantly change and our artist support workers constantly change in terms of like who's leading a task, who's driving the direction of where we're going in each particular moment. We make sure that it's almost like a bit of a shuttling task um, passing the baton to one person as they guide the group to a point and then another person taking over. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really lovely as well. It's very live and it's very um, instigated by the people in the space. And that also it also sees us at some points hand over what we're doing to the participants. Yeah. Which yeah. is great as well. Yeah. Mm. You really do have to be there for what's actually happening in the room mm. in those situations, don't you? Mm. You can prepare as much as you like. Yeah. but on the day yeah it's the day yeah. and you're right it's your your today body yeah is and really it is the the live art mm. moment it is the performance yeah that's right yeah and it's the exchange yeah. between the facilitators and the participants yeah and it's as real as it can get which is nice yeah you're right it doesn't matter how much you plan where well, you put like 
tiny little time frames and guidelines, but often sometimes we're just like, okay, we're going to scrap that whole thing. We're in this world and we're going to stay here yeah. for as long as we, as long as it plays out, mm-hmm. which is great. Although Anthea, um, Dirty Feet director, she really likes it when we stick to time. <laughs> we do have a time guideline. <laughs> um, hey, so I think you've touched on this a little bit, but could you, I don't know, maybe reflect a little bit deeper on why you're doing this, why you're doing it right now? Like, mm. what, what's this moment about? Uh, for me, this is really about, uh, yeah, I have touched on this a little bit, but yeah. uh, this moment for me is about moving from... Mm, moving into becoming an independent artist and starting to develop a practice and you know there's a lot a lot of talk about you know what is your practice and mine involves a lot of things but it's also changing the percentage of one thing to another thing changes Mm. all the time and Mm. I'm starting to understand that um and it's for me starting to redefine uh what it means to keep on working in dance in my body Mm as time goes by mm. and mm, I've I guess there's a preconceived idea that you know as you as your body gets older if you're a performer then you you're obliged to move into teaching or mm. choreography or give up mm. uh, but I don't really see that happening so I yeah. at least yet so um, performing is still really important to me I do choreograph I've made a few works at WAPA mm. um, Sydney Dance Company, mm-hmm. Aussie Ballet, here and there, um, but definitely not throwing in the towel to just be a maker. Mm. I think my 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 practice and in um, in understanding my body, and I think that's because I, it, you know, your body is such an amazing mystery, and I'm there to you know attend to it and and listen to it every day, mm. and that's just far too alluring to give up <laughs> I think and some days it's painful and some days it's tiring but mm. but that's why I do it mm. so mm. yeah um and yeah mm. it's a it's a tricky space I think I'm I am in this sort of uh turning point in my career where I don't don't really know what direction things are going to take mm. but I'm taking a bunch of risks and mm. that's exciting mm. and it's a, it's a really exciting moment like I'm about to premiere this work and Mm. a few others and still really busy so Mm. it's great yeah Mm. it sounds like there's no other choice but to be doing it right now absolutely oh you know sometimes I do think oh maybe I'll just be a physio (laughs) or a flight attendant or something you know but um but but yeah I think I think I don't ever think about those things for too long Mm. because I'm really in in the process and very entrenched entrenched in mm. actually the the day to day of the doing of mm. the dancing, mm. so um, which is a joy, mm. it's an absolute joy, yeah. Um, yeah, and and I'll just keep doing that. Mm. Imagine if you'd never done this before, you'd never be never moved your body in these ways before. I sometimes think that about when I look at other people walking down the street. I'm like, I wonder if they've ever waved their body like a candle and sunk to the ground like a puddle of ice melting or yeah. like what would that feel like to never have done those things before I, I feel worried for people when I think of that and what a revolutionary act it is to be doing those things <laughs> as a body in today's society to to be able to experience those like to experience science and literature mm. and poetry and emotion and 
and you know any other concept that we might understand cognitively as humans, we experience it physically, mm. and um, that's a, a gift and a and a small rebellion I think <laughs> in in a, in this society. Mm. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I I kind of do wonder what it's like for people who don't who don't do it, and also it's easy to forget that you do have this separate skill mm. and that we are these sort of um, wizards <laughs> who are going to save the world, <laughs> I think. But, uh, uh, yeah, you, you know, it's important to remember that mm. and that, look, like, that's why we do it and that's what, that's what this is about mm. these days. Mm. Yeah. It, it's, at least it's certainly about that for me. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, with the right foot, Part of the reason that we do it is that we obviously want our programs to reach a range of artists mm. with a range of interests, with a range of abilities. Um, but another reason why the right foot was originally established was to provide a platform for artists of any culture, any um, physical background, any intellectual capacity to come together to experience dance, but to then do something with that experience, to not mm. just give it as a taster and, and leave and never connect again. So we're really conscious about ways that we can start to feed artists into our other streams of our programs. We have one program called the Choreographic Lab, yeah. which is a platform for artists, choreographers, to apply for space and to work two weeks with a group of dancers, emerging artists, some established artists that want a rigorous practice for two weeks, working on a new concept or a new process or with a new um, group of people. And we really are looking at ways that we can start to, and we have, um, support artists that might identify with a disability to be creating their own works in a supportive environment just like any other emerging artist would get to do. Um, so that's our choreographic lab program and the right foot, we really want to keep feeding artists through that. And part of the choreographic lab program is not just fight, not just supporting those choreographers, but supporting the dancers, the dancers that want to be practising in the art of making and supporting a choreographer in making. And we've been able to do that over the years to um, get artists that identify with different disabilities engaged in the process of making, be supported in that process as well. The support might look like um, something different for each person. Sometimes it might be having someone called a creative enabler in the space that maybe just needs to um, help, a help a body or help an artist's body um, move or experience the movement in a way in their body that still signifies what the choreographer is asking for them but might look totally different to what's being demonstrated to them. Or it might be providing someone that can audio describe what's happening in the room for someone that identifies with a vision impairment. Uh -huh. Yeah, so that's one great thing about the right foot. We can identify artists that need extra support to um, experience different artistic processes they may just not get access to. So the one is through our choreographic lab program and the other is through a program called Out of the Studio, which takes works that maybe have been touched on or first explored in the choreographic lab program and puts them into kind of their first stage development in the theatre, minimal lighting, but uh, an audience in a... Um, a seating bank um, in the platform of, of a question and answer um, realm where they get to start to test works on, on artists and for 
emerging artists in general, especially those in the independent sector, their chance to perform don't come very often always, and especially artists that are um, identified with a disability. There aren't a lot of training programs out there to support them through mm-hmm. the kinds of things that we might experience um, uh, at uni where you get the formalised training, you get multiple performance opportunities and that's what we really hope The Right Foot does is start to feed people through these more formal training programs that um, everyone should have access to. Yeah. Mm, it's great. Amazing. Yeah, I love it. Uh, sounds like in, in essence you really are trying to um, bring dance or a connection to the body to all kinds of people mm. in Sydney mm. and and for them to be able to do something with that. Mm. And for audiences as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What an amazing thing to do. Yeah, it's do. very fun. Um, so I suppose we've spoken a lot about what we're doing, what's the process, how did we get here, what do we hope for it, is where I was kind of leading to next. What's your biggest hope? Mm. Maybe f- um, for this current work, but maybe just for life. Yeah, I think in a bigger sense, I hope... I, I was. Someone asked me the other day, "What what do you see? How do you see yourself going about this?" And I, I think that the insight that I've had recently is that I want to bring people to the thing and help them, uh, help them engage with the thing mm. and help them, help them create a passion about dance or art mm. in the way that I that I have, mm. and and so that, I don't know, um, enabling that through empathy and through sharing, be it performing, mm. teaching, choreographing, um, or, or engaging with people in, in any other way, mm. that's, th- that's my biggest hope, mm. that, that people get to experience this gift that I've been given, which is a life in dance. Yeah. yeah. Mm. That's interesting because my hope is that people come, that people get to experience it that new people come, that old people come, mm. that new connections are made, um, that there be fun. Yeah. That the space be created that in, in enables people to have fun, to let their guard down um, and just to be with other people in a room, moving, experiencing things. Yeah, free of judgment, free of... and also free of judgment of ourselves. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah to just really clear the mind, almost like a three-hour meditation, not even realise what you've done at the end, but just know you've come out and you've achieved something. (laughs) You feel different, you feel like you've moved somewhere. Yeah. Mm. Oh, incredible. Mm. Thanks for sharing stuff about your practice with me. Yeah, thank you too. Mm. Anything Um, else you want to say? No, I think that's it. mm. Great. Thanks, Melinda. No problem. I'll see you work soon.